Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and with me tonight to discuss some superstars, some rowdies, uh, Fraudford, and all sorts of uh, goofy stuff in and around the Pittsburgh River Hounds. I got uh, three people of varying coolness. First off, it's Devin. What's good, man? Not too much. Just uh, enjoying the summer of hounds. Uh, is it is it almost over? Is this is this the end of summer of hounds this weekend? I, I feel this Saturday uh, brings the summer of the summer of soccer to a close. I think that seems the it's the last game of the of the of the month. And they're on the road for what three or four in a row. Yeah, summer's coming to a close. Or at mm-hmm. least the summer of soccer. Damn shame. <sighs> Ariana, you're here as well. Um, don't know why I'm telling you I that because you know. How you been? <laughs> uh, I've been good. Exhausted, but good. Yeah, what the? Uh, been uh. What, what's what's keeping you fatigued? Uh, I've been in PT for the last uh, couple of months, trying to rehab my knee, and. It's like every time I get comfortable. Now, I'm going to say this sentence full well knowing that this is how it should be done. But every time I get comfortable in PT, they up the the weight or like throw on a new exercise that we do. And it just throws me off. And I come home and I'm just like, my legs hurt. I can't do the stairs. (laughs) I can't function. Uh, But it makes sense. I mean, I don't necessarily see market improvement yet, but... um, you know, it takes a little while, so are, are you doing the stretches and exercises it. they give you between appointments? I am. Weirdly enough, you know, we regaled everyone with our woes of travel to Charleston. Uh, at three o'clock in the morning, I still did my stretches in it in an Atlanta hotel. Um, they have an app that you can download that that walks you through all the stretches. Um, and so I did those because I was like, I do it like right before I go to bed. That's kind of what they've said. And it just so happened that day I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I am dedicated to my stretches, dedicated to the stretches, dedicated to the hounds. What a life. Facts. Yak. Absolutely. My man, you're here as well. How you been? Hi, Yosti. Hi, man. I'm I'm just (laughs) glad to hear your voice, man. I'm so glad to hear that. Tonight is the uh, the USL Summer Showcase. If and when Pittsburgh gets it, what, what are we showcasing to the world when we're on the deuce finally, as we so longingly deserve? I mean, if it's like every other time uh, Steelers have a national game, we'll show some steel mills that more or less don't exist anymore. Uh, we'll show an incline. Uh, we'll show throwing some, some fries on a sandwich. Uh, in uh, maybe uh, the Mister Rogers display at the at the museum. I know yearn for the day that uh, a Permantes uh, shop sets up uh, inside Highmark to complete the the stadium trifecta in Pittsburgh. I never even thought about that's that's ambitious. I just want to either get that meatball place back or the uh, or Los Palmos back. Mm. The people yearn for Las Palmas. Las Palmas, maybe the best thing that has ever been in that stadium. <laughs> I I still get get why that went away. It was 
insanely popular. Money was mm, flying around in there. <laughs> it's a health code thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, but, I think they did some no-no things. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, that just that just like shoring up the bona fides for a good taco place. Yeah. Facts. You know it's a good taco or a good Mexican place if they've been been hit, hit at least once. Yeah. So. Yeah. If I mean, I if, that, if that's what's gonna take them down, then <laughs> meh. And then they brought in a new like they're gonna do their own taco thing, and Jesse got his thumb cut off, and that didn't last all of what a month and a half. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they're doing that summer. Show. Well, we'll talk about that because there's something that's not taking place at that meeting now that has everyone up in arms. The rage is bubbling <laughs> over. Uh, guys, it's uh, we were off last week. Uh, you probably know that. Uh, but so that means we have a, a little, uh, little I don't know, backtracking to do. So let's let's do that. Let's go back a couple games. Uh, the Hounds four, Memphis two, and start off with Memphis scoring the first two and the Hounds scoring the next four. It was a bit of time ago. Uh, Mongols did their fantastic recap of it, but I mean, it gets a couple things we we you know absolutely have to touch upon. Uh, I mean, first off, um, did anyone here have Joe Farrell being Mister One Thousand? No. I think his family did because they showed up. <laughs> you know, so, yes. You, you make a good That's point. That's true. Yeah. Uh, fortuitous on on the Farrell family point. Um, yeah, he said there was. I think he said there was thirty of them there, which is just insane. I heard thirty. That's so many because most of them traveled across the state. Yeah, and they were richly uh, rewarded. Um, mm-hmm. The manner of the goal, mad scramble in front of the net, <laughs> is that a, as that's almost too fitting to be goal one thousand, or it's like a total kick in the balls to be goal one thousand? And I'm not sure what the right answer is. Fitting. I've I've watched that footage over and over and over again. It's it's fitting for that to be the one thousandth goal. Anyone disagree? The Hounds definitely needed it. I don't know about like for the thousandth goal, but like because we've been getting our ass kicked for the last two and a half games, mm. like it just was, you know, a, a good sign of getting shit on the right foot again because it felt like it was so goddamn hard to 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 work well on offense again it was just a total necessary thing you know what my favorite part of that goal was mm. danny griffin dog walking that poor bastard <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing that. he's still looking for the ball he's... yeah <laughs> <laughs> poor man i, I don't like <laughs> he 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 got his ankles broke like they were in a phone booth, and the, he was still like had seven feet of space between them, and he just, <laughs> I, damn. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. The killer is. I kept thinking whoever got because it crossed the line. If we're gonna get into the weeds when it comes to the women's World Cup about how much of the ball has to cross the line for it to be a goal. The first time the ball crossed the line, it it was in. No, it wasn't. That, no, it no. wasn't. It was in. No, it was in. Stop. But because I was like, well, I wonder who that 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 poor person was who put it in the first time, and then it wasn't called a goal. That was Farrell. He he put it in the first time, 
And then he just was like, I will be the 1,000th goal. And then dunked it in again. I mean, that was just a mad scramble. It, Wild. I'm, and it, it's nice that the goal came in, in not in a losing effort because, you know, it makes it 2-1. Mm-hmm. If they end up going on to like lose 3-1, it's going to be like, eh, rat farts. Uh, but yeah. it got it got the they got the comeback uh, well and truly on uh, getting that goal right before halftime everyone feeling good uh, shit going well and then they come out and just absolutely mm-hmm. uh, they boss the second forty five minutes. <laughs> uh, doesn't get as good uh, gets better than that, uh, but it gets better than that uh, mm-hmm. only if they ever come back from like three goals down or two goals in like stoppage time like they did uh in the miracle on the mon which was the last time mm-hmm. the hounds came from two goals down at home and that seems insane i mean wild it seems insane that it's been that long but it's also a testament to how rarely they're down two goals at home mm-hmm. so i mean if, if you would have told me to guess i would have guessed something before then but it kind of makes sense if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an oddly specific one. Down two goals and come back. You know, I'd like to see if there's any... Have we ever been down three and come back? A miracle. Or down more and come back? I mean, like... Well, I'd like I to see the numbers. I don't remember the last time we were down three at home. I mean, it's been a long time since that's happened. So it's, it's got to be... I don't know if that's happened in history of the Hounds. It's probably never happened. Down three at home? Last week? Era. Yeah, it happened well, the week I mean, before. The come back, the comeback. No, but like oh, the win. week before. Oh, to come back to win now. Outside of we the, were down three, the but... Miracle game? No. Krubba, I know you listen to this. I've, I've never... Give me, give I don't me those know numbers. the time where they came back from four. So Miracle was three. Um, mm. But yeah. <sighs> but the real reason we're talking about and this you... game... Um, uh, motherfucking superstars. Finally. Well, wait. What? You can't. We what? can't roll past it that easy. There, there. We got it. All right. Joe Farrell, first goal for as a hound, and the one thousandth goal. Yes. And we had Danny Rovier. Oh, that, that, Rove, that was kind of disrespectful, Rove, to Danny. Yeah, my bad. Rove, yeah, Rovi, uh, who has been with the hounds for quite a while and also got his first goal as a hound and uh jc obrajan also got his first goal as a hound and kenny forbes got his 50th assist as a hound i mean it was just just rack up the the awards i mean it felt like you know You've seen the the iconic Oprah clips. You get a goal, and you get a goal. It's it's like you know you get an award, and you get an award, and you get an award. It just it was out of left field. Every last person, um, they said, "Well, if Joe can do it, I can do it." Joe gets his first goal and the and the one thousand. Danny said, "I want my first goal." Oberon said, "I want my first goal." It just was that was wild. Uh, the Danny goal was that was a sweet little hit. mm Hmm. Like that's a hell of a way to open baby. the account five years in. That was yeah, I, I can't was, believe he never scored. Yeah, yeah, I was in disbelief that his last goal that he scored at any level was in 2016, and he was playing 
at a Division three college, uh, the Dean Bulldogs, which that just that's not believable to me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah. It I had to I saw the Steel Army tweeted about it, and I didn't believe it at first because I was going to include it. You know, I did ultimately include it. I think, um, and some tweet I wrote or or whatnot. But I was like, there's no way that there's no way that he hasn't like that just doesn't make sense to me. But he's just that much of a presence in the midfield. Otherwise, defensively, that we just assume that he's rocketed one in at this point. Yeah, no, he had not. And that uh, one goal in 98 games. And that means uh, that Saturday will most likely be game 100. But we'll get to that. Uh, get that when we get to that next game. Mm. Yeah. Okay, now we can move on. Yeah, no, we can't hold on. We cannot move on quite yet. One um, very important thing. There is an important thing coming up here. Uh, Josh, what do you got for us? Uh, first off, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, yes. I just had to jump on real fast just to uh, make sure I was able to do a victory beverage because we were not able to record the other Riverhounds podcasts uh, today due to Kevin having a power outage. So uh, I just want to do that right there. Wait, wait, wait. And, uh, did uh-oh. anyone hear that? No. Uh-oh. No. Go get, no, get another one. I, I only got one beer on me. <laughs> come, back in fi- come back in five minutes and do it, try it again. Come that was terrible. Do it again. Yep. I got a feeling it's because Zoom probably blocks loud noises. Uh. So I got a feeling it's never going to work. All right. There you go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to believe uh, me. Post- the yingling has been opened. So we'll, uh, we'll have to edit it, edit it into post. No, no, we don't. As the person does the editing, no, we do not. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave you guys alone. You guys go ahead. Continue the podcast. I'm just dropping out now. I just want to do a victory beverage. Bye, Josh. Bye, Josh. Bye, Josh. Later, y'all. That was good. Uh, okay, so, yeah. still yeah. one more important thing we need to talk about. Motherfucking superstars. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It uh, it's been hyped since before the season started. Let's let's Devin, we'll start with you. Um superstars. Uh met expectations, failed to meet expectations, or exceeded expectations. I def- I think it, it definitely met expectations. Uh it was pretty entertaining. I've I've seen that uh Little, I don't know what you'd call it, a skit that they did with the the fish, uh, the, Mike Rainbow Trout, the eating bit. Yeah, I've seen it on on make the rounds on social media in the past, but I don't know. It's it's pretty entertaining when you see it live. So uh, definitely met my expectations. Nice, uh, Yak. I was certainly pleased. I would say met my expectations both during the performance and the little rendezvous. In the section afterwards, afterwards. Yeah, coming to the section afterwards was pretty clutch. I'm a little sad they didn't stick around for the for the victory selfie, but um, such as things are. Ariana? Yeah, it definitely... I think I've seen them before, so I think it definitely, you know, matched expectations. Um, but that was just... That was crazy. I can't wait, because I have a feeling that they'll be back next year because they were so well loved. Uh, but I feel like that, that, was awesome. that feels like a very one trick pony thing. No, 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 because, because they've heard our complaints now about who wasn't there. 
So so they're going to re- regroup and they're going to bring back a fresh set of six. Yeah. Uh, no, they have a whole a whole roster to choose from. So And yet they did not choose uh Mia Hamstar. Yeah. Uh uh Squidney Crosby or Mario Lemuel. And what the fuck's up with that? That was that was disappointing on their part. I I mean, if you I lodged my complaint. I would have wagered a healthy amount of money that at least one of those three would be there. I was stunned when they all no-showed. Mm-hmm. We got fucking mm-hmm. no-showed by Mia Hamstar. What the fuck? <laughs> Shame. <laughs> yeah. That just wasn't I don't I don't know who it was, whether it was like the Superstars folks or if it was uh, you know, Riverhound, someone's got to put in a firm request for at least one of those three next year. Do you think when they go to a certain town and there's a character that's obviously based off of an athlete from that town, they they try to like extort him for a little more money if that for that guy to show up? That's a good point. They might, but or it could also be it's intentional to build demand to come back for the next year. That's true. I, just, I don't see what like so they danced around. They did the eating bit. Like I I don't like. All right, what what's round two? It, yeah, it's the same thing. There wasn't. I thought there'd be like like a meet and greet esque thing. <laughs> you know where like they came to I our need, section, I, which was cool, I need a meet and greet with Dennis Frogman. Like I just thought that they would have you know at least for the kids have them out you know out and about at least like at the beginning of the game for kids to walk in and marvel at this at Dennis Frogman or. Kevin Durant either. I'm, sur- like, I'm just, a little surprised they weren't there for the, the post game. Yeah. Where there was their contract until whistle. And uh, yeah, I mean, was, they got off our section with what maybe five minutes ago or so. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We just missed a victory selfie with Ken Giraffe Jr. That's yes. <laughs> I did take a I did, I did take the photo of just going up the section and. Uh, Ken's head is just like at the very back, just like tucking in there. <laughs> I loved it. It's fan- that, It's one of my favorite photos. It has it's no- right in. Uh, God, good times. Uh, mm. Shall we move on? Yes. All right. Uh, the following Saturday, Hounds won Tampa nil. Hounds score in the first three minutes, and by Hounds, I mean. Uh, uh, Albert Chico Dequa put in his 11th of the season. Uh, I'm going to be very honest uh, with everyone here. I uh, was on vacation last weekend. Uh, what I did watch the game, but it was uh, poolside on my phone while being, you know, while socializing and having uh, a few beverages. So I saw the goal. I watched most of the second half, but not that closely. So I will just give my thoughts, and then I will. I will uh, yield my time to the rest of the group to talk about this game. Um, uh, I guess big picture. I mean, if you were to put like a a, a collage of of Lily Ball snuff films together, this would be in the in the in the reel. Get a goal in three minutes, and then just absolutely uh, uh, suffocate, even without the ball. Um, just really not giving up a good look. It was. Um, you know, it was Lily-esque outside of the, the idea of scoring the first three minutes. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, Danny probably lucky not to have been sent off. He took a, a caution in the, earlier in the game. Had what was almost certainly a, a cautionable offense uh, in like the 82nd, 83rd minute, something like that, 
probably should have been sent off. Lucky guy. So he'll have a chance to still get his 100th appearance this Saturday. But uh, outside of that, uh, good on him. And then how refreshing is it to have a guy, uh, a target man, who can play with his back to the net like Tola can? It's been basically forever. Dos Santos kind of did that to a certain degree. But we haven't seen anything close to that since. And uh, just that as an option at the top of the box. Now that he's playing with a, with a, you know the confidence just oozing through the veins, uh, it, it's a thing to to love and behold and, and uh, ride that as long as we can. Uh, with that, uh, those are basically my thoughts. Uh, Ariana, take it from there. Um, it was, it gave me flashbacks of when we had the conversation about uh, the twenty second second goal that was quite a sentence uh the goal that came in like the very early you know seconds into the game um where it felt like we scored three minutes into the game and the final score line should not have been one zero the it's a it was a good win but it felt half-assed um it felt like we should have put much more, many more goals on them. The Rowdies only had one shot on goal at all for the entire game. I mean, like, Jamali was, you know, he did his work, but, uh, you know, with his shutout, but like, there wasn't much to go on. So it's like, clearly, we held a lot of the possession for most of the game. And I'm just, I don't know where. Like, did we just sit back on our haunt? Did we park the bus three, four minutes into the game and just kind of call it? Because this was a team where I definitely felt like, especially with an early goal like that, we could have put three, four up on them. It, it felt, you know, kind of like the wind blew out of our sails. Um, enough so that people made comments about how quiet it ended up getting in the entirety of the stadium, not us, you know, we were chanting and the drums were going the entire game, but like the grandstands were silent because we were comfortable. We were, you know, sitting in that three minute goal, you know, bliss, but I just, it got so, I don't know. It just felt like really weird. It felt like it wasn't a win for a while there, you know, it just, I wish we would have put more, and we should have put more, in my opinion. We should have put more up on them. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, it's a win is a win. I'll take it. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I definitely feel like this was not the best performance from a win that the Hounds have put up. Yeah, I think, I think it's interesting you say that the, um, you made the comment about possession because I felt the same way. Uh, like the Hounds had possession a lot of the game, but if you look at the stats, like it, Tampa did have sixty percent of the ball, and I think that goes back to like we just it was like like uh, you said a masterclass in Lily Ball where Tampa had the ball in low da- danger areas. After we got that first goal, we were able to drop back like that. So. Yeah, I mean, it really did feel like we had control for a lot of the game. We had some more chances that just didn't go in. And I mean, win's a win. So, yeah. 
I want to shout out a couple of players real quick. I did think Wait played really well. Um, only one save, but he was excellent in traffic. He had a lot of really long punches and a couple um, big catches when he was completely surrounded by everybody and these big jump balls in the box. I thought Rovira played pretty well. I also think Rovira's yellow card that he did get is the best yellow card I've seen since Luke Biasi straight up tackled a dude against Cincinnati. <laughs> like he just straight up karate kicked uh, Jake LaCava in the abs and like got all of his money's worth. It was, it was the best yellow card without like, you have to get a red for that, that you could possibly have had. Um, I think Marky Barra played really awesome. And I really liked Tola's game. Um, he made real, he made one dumb decision. It was early on. Like, um, I think Ibarra got free on the right, maybe 20 minutes in and he met Shawunmi for, and he probably should just one time didn't try to get a shot off. Instead, he passed it, uh, in a similar way that he hoped that the goal went. He hoped that this second play went and Tampa intercepted it without an issue. But, um, I think Shawunmi probably should have just shot that ball. Um, I have a couple of stats. The four shots that Tampa got is the fewest they got all year. The 0.24 expected goals that Tampa got is the lowest they've gotten all year. Yost, um, you love seeing crosses go down. It was a little higher today or on Saturday at 15 Hounds crosses, but 27% connection rate. And anything above like 15 is good and above 20 is great. The Hounds crossed it probably more than they should have, but they were really good at finding heads there. Um, I, and when it comes to like Lily ball, I, I think they, there are some missed opportunities. Marky Barrett got free once. Shawunmi got free once. Um, Blackstock had a good play. Um, but the last 20 minutes, the Hounds completely dug a hole, put the ball in the hole and Tampa just could never get it out. I, the the Riverhounds uh, recap noted that in the final 15 minutes, about 10% of the game was played in the Hounds' defensive third. They played such great keep away. It was probably really boring to watch, um, but just an absolute masterclass of killing a game against what is I, – I think Tampa is the best team we've seen from the East all year. Now that we've seen everybody, um, Charleston kicking our ass on the road notwithstanding, I think Tampa – is the second best team in the East and are the team to watch out for. And we still have to go play them in a couple weeks. Uh, I, they, uh, I, let me go with this question. Cause I, I, again, without being there, I, I don't really want to get too much into, I mean, at least on uh, pool side, uh, the, I found it quite exciting. I love the last, the last 20 minutes. Uh, just, uh, I mean, just watching a team that good, and Tampa is good. Uh, managerial change, notwithstanding, they have some some things to work through. But watching that team, who is who, as we've noted, one of those teams that they keep their pieces together year after year after year, uh, and just having no no answer in the last twenty minutes of how how to get the ball, let alone do anything once they got it. I loved it. Uh, Ordonez, that ball in the Tola for the goal. How intentional do you think that was? Because that was so such a weird movement. Mm-hmm. Karate kicked that ball, but and, like and he it, jumped up to get it with his foot. 
and he could if if you if you asked him to draw a spot on the field to place that ball, he couldn't have put it any better. But it was such a bizarre mm. uh, delivery. Like I want to give him credit for that. it. Like that was completely in- intentional because it, it, it hit Tola basically right in the chest. But I mean, I, you're not actually practicing that, are you? The motion of the kick was so odd. Like I'm, I'm glad you pointed it out. It's, it is the weirdest thing to witness on the replays. Does everyone think the, the the two game skid is that completely in the rear view now, or is there still any lingering parts of that uh, in the psyche or in the in the in the team? I think yes. Three three goals, like I mean, barring the four goal insanity that was. Um, the the one thousandth goal game, um, we've not put up any more than one lately. I mean, like we've had one in both of our losses, one in this game. It just feels like it. It feels more like the four goals was a fluke rather than the single scored games and losing to back to back was a fluke. If that makes sense. Um, I just feel like, I feel like at least for me, and I don't know how much, you know, the thought of this plays into the players' heads if they're just thinking ahead, not, you know, looking forward, not looking back. But I feel like there's still, like, something missing. Um, I think that when we lost, you know, a bunch of players in the middle of the season that um, there was kind of like a, it felt like we were playing with fresh legs and fresh lineups and, you know, I think a couple of times during that stretch, we got, I don't know if it was you, Yost, that made this comment, uh, multiple times, multiple games. You, you would look at the lineup and you'd say, yep, that's a lineup. Like, it it, it wasn't, you know, one way or the other, but um, this is the first time our lineup's been kind of back to normal. Um, where we've had our big, you know... We're, this we're two games deep with uh, Luke Piazzi and Nate DeSantos back in, in the defensive position. So I definitely feel like that's getting, you know, we're headed in the right direction, but I feel like there's still that, that you know, inkling of the two-game slide, you know, in the back of at least my head. Completely non sequitur. I was just going th- looking at some stuff here. Mm-hmm. Deke was scored this game. We had a, a shit ton of goal scoring debutants the game before. How many Hounds have scored a goal this year? Devin, mm. what's your guess? It's, uh, 11? Yak? 9? Ariana? Oh, man. Uh,. I mean, I feel like I have to say 10. I mean, that's what I was going to get, but... You guys are all low. 14. Whoa! Oh, Lord! Oof. Are you counting Open Cup? Or is this, no, is this league. regular season? Uh, even if you count oh, the wow. Open Cup, it's still... There's no uh, There's no one who okay. scored in the Open Cup who has not scored in the league. Now, of those 14, all, 
uh, only five have scored more than one. But you have that means you have nine guys who who have contributed uh, a goal. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And you still have a dude chasing the golden boot despite all that. Yeah. If it wasn't for what's his face uh, putting up four, he'd, he'd be uh, he'd be leading the uh, or t- joint golden boot leader. But what's his face put up a four spot uh, a week ago? Yeah. Oh well. Uh, after that little side quest, uh, let's get into USL news. Uh, as we mentioned before, the USL midseason uh, summer showcase, however you want to phrase it, is going on right now. One thing that is not taking place there after uh, reports that come out that there was going to be a vote on essentially continuing to explore pro-rel in USL. Uh, they have uh, tabled that this, that vote for at least a meeting. Uh so as it as it what appears to have happened is you had the league and or uh one one owner uh leak it out to uh the athletic that there was going to be a vote uh on this at the at the meeting and it did exactly what they wanted to do which is get everyone uh, all hyped up for it because <laughs> uh the the fans are going to do what the fans are going to do and uh Maybe it blew up in their face because there was so much publicity and talk about it that um, there was probably no way to have that vote. A vote that was not going to cement Pro-Rel, but just a vote to like continue to discuss it or continue to explore it. Uh, and so that vote has now been tabled. Yak, uh, a big deal, little deal, no deal. Uh, what, what, where do you stand on all things pro rel and, and trying to eventually get that get that over the finish line. This is this is this is trying to ground me and 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 make me realize that any time the USL announces or or leaks that they're talking about pro rel is that it is a little deal because I I do not I I, I have to remember that they have continuously kicked this can down the road and that they continue to do this bait and switch thing at the end and uh you know until something meaningful happens i gotta sit on my hands and 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 think that they're playing bs yeah i mean we're now what five six seven years in hearing this talk i'm I'm squarely in the like shit or get off the pot stage of this i i'm i'm sick of hearing about it just let me know when it actually happens and then i'll i'll care but until then, I just, just just stop talking about it, please. Just I'm done. I'm done hearing about it. Uh, the other part of it is to me, I don't know what in everyone's minds how big pro rel would be for USL in terms of the jump in competition between the two leagues, or if they go to this this three league system that was kind of floated out there. To me, I'm I'm guessing this would be more like taking the English comparison because they love using the English nomenclature. This would be more like promotion between League One and League Two, as opposed to League One and the Championship, or or the Championship to the Prem in terms of you know the jump in quality. So it's not going to be a, a huge, huge change, I don't think, if it ever happens. Uh, but the novelty factor is what's going to drive the attention. Uh, Devin, uh, sick of hearing about this yet, or you still got yeah. still got a vein that you can pour some some meth into. 
You don't. No, yeah, you don't, I, mean, you don't I agree. You don't mainline meth. Uh, heroin. Yeah. Housey <laughs> <laughs> right, well, is for uh, the children. Yeah. <laughs> They've been talking about this for a long time. It, it, I don't see Pro-Rel happening uh, anytime soon, but they're going to have to do something with the balance of the leagues here soon, though. Just with all the teams coming in, I think we're projected now like 32 teams by 2026 in the championship. Uh, Another thing, they they love the the float out there and then... Right, and and we're nowhere near that in in League One. and It just seems like there's a lot of growth going on in one league, and the other one is very, very slowly growing. So I think they have a lot of stuff to sort out before they even talk about pro rail really. So yeah, I say not, not big of a deal at all. <laughs> Ariana, big little none. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, like, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I said this when we brought it up in the first place that they just wanted the chatter, uh, to, to gauge. Uh, and that's basically all this, felt like uh you're exactly right one owner probably dropped this this information and to to maybe put a fire under uh the league's ass but uh it didn't work out in their favor i think that people were were more confused or um unsure of how this would truly happen and how it would come out and then probably heard slack from you know owners that might not have wanted this or don't outright don't want this so oh, I just think that I don't think it's going to happen. I think that there's too many moving parts to ultimately make it happen. Um, I don't I just don't see, you know, us, the championship in general or the league in general t- being able to firmly establish something that looks like and, you know, the British Premier League, because I just. I don't think you can. I don't think there's a way for us to change what we have now without completely upending the entire structure, you know, and starting from scratch, which is not what anyone wants. So I just, I don't think it'll happen. I think that they'll bring it. it, it, This will be something that they bring up every couple of years, get people hyped or angry, get the chatter going. And then they do the same thing and say, well, we're not going to talk about it this year. And they push it back. If, If it doesn't happen by 26, it's dead. It's never going to happen. Correct. Like that's that, that's the that's the the the, the goal poster is twenty twenty six. If it's not in place by then, it's it's done. Um, uh, anyone want to take a guess uh, which which teams ownership group floated that out there? You think it was just mm-hmm. one? I would have guessed it'd be multiple. Well, so, so there was there was one owner at least gave that quote to the athletic. Who would have the most to gain from this, That's, though? That's, yes. Um, if they didn't play in a, in a, in a, I, like a college I would always stadium, think it's, go, okay, go on. I would always think it's either Detroit or Miami or Oakland. They all came from Nisa. They all had hopes and dreams before. Miami's Miami's a good, a good. I like Miami's. That's a good shout. That's not where, that's not where I was thinking, but it's a good shout. Uh, good old Ricardo. He's he's always looking for uh, looking for some pro rail. I was thinking Greenville. I... Mm. Oh, go- if you think it's from a League One guy, there's probably a few. I yeah, mean, Ford, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of well-run teams down there. Yeah. 
Yeah, my my first thought was it, the quote came from a, a League One owner because they, I mean, clearly have more to gain from it than than championship. But right, Ricardo, he's he's he <laughs> Ricardo's in this uh, on principle alone at this point. So <laughs> the the millions Leading that he's thrown cash. away is, will never uh, will never come back. He's just he's he's <laughs> the Miami exists purely out of spite at this point, and I kind of love it. Uh, Ariana, I rudely cut you off, and uh, I, I apologize for that. Go ahead. Well, you asked the question, and uh, well, I wasn't thinking. I was just thinking in the championship, uh, and I had uh, either Sacramento or uh, San Diego were on my list. That's, those teams. are good shots. That pushed for this. I mean, San Diego has a has a very definitive and obvious reason for it now. An mm-hmm. existential crisis impending. Because they are loyal to the soil. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about this again in another six months when uh, when it gets floated <laughs> out there, and or actually maybe we won't. Maybe we won't discuss this ever again until they actually uh, the ink dries on on the agreement. Mm-hmm. But uh, so maybe we'll never talk about it again. Oh well. Although funny enough, uh, talking we're not going to talk pro rel, and we're immediately going to talk about a promotion. In the most American way possible, uh, North Carolina bouncing back up to the championship uh, after spending a couple years down in League One. Uh, kind of a, a weird thing down in, in Cary with their women's team being uh, in the NWSL, but then at the same time they would they voluntarily dropped their men's team down to League One, and they are they are bouncing back up uh, starting next year. In that, according to the to the release from the USL, is going to put the league at twenty six teams. For 2024, uh, yak. Um, excited about the return of, of I mean, what what should be the real Hawks? Let's be honest now. Um, Correct. Any interest in in uh, in a way day down to North Carolina? Uh, no, I'm I'm kind of surprised by this. Um, from a tr- from a only per, uh, performance perspective. And North Carolina is currently winning League One, um, so I guess Pro Rel. It makes sense they're moving up. They're the best team down there right now, sure. Um, but they moved down there because like fans stopped showing up to games. They're not in a big city. They're like pretty far out of any major downtown area in North Carolina, which is why they go by that and not any of the city names. Like it's it's not, and I, I don't think they. I'm not sure if they've like fixed their game day atmosphere. And I don't think moving up is necessarily going to be a magic wand to save it. Um, no, I'm not thrilled about this. Ooh, that's a uh, slightly hot take, but I, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Ariana, um, booking your trips down to North Carolina yet? Um, Yeah, I'm in. That was actually going to be one of my questions when we started talking about this was, uh, you know, you and I traveled to uh south carolina now i did that twofold i do have family down there and my full intention was to either see them or you know bring them to the game but that ultimately didn't happen um but north carolina is just as fun um my family vacations there every year so if you know i could such good yinzers (laughs) i could definitely see my family me being able to convince my family that Shall we play in North Carolina in the summer? 
convincing them that that's the weekend we should go on vacation. Just so happened to hit it on the way down. Uh, we stay in Charlotte, so uh, it's not that crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I would be down. It's it's a relative. It's like eight hours, so it's not easy, but it's not difficult of a drive. So uh, you know, it's definitely a a two night, you know, at least a one night in a hotel stay. But um, I could see that being definitely a feasible road trip as long as it's on a weekend. Throw, give me, give me a weekday game and forget it. I mean, unless I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Um, yeah. What this will do, this is my benign hot take on all this. Uh, it immediately uh, jumps them to the, the number one pitch in the league. Not the, not, the nice, not the best stadium, but the actual pitch. It will be the, the best in the league. That field has always been pristine. I don't know what their secret sauce is, but um, it it always looks immaculate and always plays really, really well. So got that gun for him. Uh, Devin, any, any NCFC hot takes? Well, not really. I mean, I guess I agree with, with yak actually, just because, um, yeah, like the attendance is a concern. They're down to like around 2000, uh, per game down to league one. And there is a soccer culture down there. I mean, the college cup is played, uh, in the same city in Cary, North Carolina. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a concern that they're not drawing fans. I don't think going back up to the championship is just going to magically solve that. Um, I know they did have a, like a downtown stadium proposal at one point. I don't know if that's resurfacing and I don't know if that's in, in rallies where they were looking to do that, but I mean, that would probably solve attendance if you move to a larger city, but I have not heard that happening but yeah i mean that's definitely a concern if you're getting two thousand per game i don't think that's going to sustain you in the championship so i guess we will we will see we'll find out we will uh we will all i don't know i i i like having an additional team um i i there needs to be we kind of just talked about this with the the previous Pearl talk. There needs to be some more backfill in the League 1 to make this whole thing sustainable. Sustainable. And if that doesn't start to pick up in uh in a serious way then I mean you're you're looking at a very bloated championship in a, in a kind of a skinny League 1. Uh it, it probably needs to be closer to a you know I don't know, let's say you know 20 and 20 instead of 26 and 12 or something like that. Uh, other news around the league. Sacramento just signed a 13-year-old to a pro contract. Uh, I don't know anything about this kid. Does anyone have some thoughts they want to share with the class? Yeah, I mean, to me, it just feels like a gimmick, honestly. <laughs> like a 13-year-old, I don't know how you can sign someone who's 13 years old, your professional contract. I mean, this guy is clearly not going to be the next Messi. Like he's coming out of the Sacramento Academy. So (laughs) it just feels like something to get more tickets sold, Mm -hmm. but I guess we'll see how it pans out and we'll see if he actually plays a game the next couple years. I mean, I don't even think he legally can sign a contract. Like you have to add that line below it for the parent signature. That's all. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. So, so his parents signed it as well. Uh, kid was born in what did we say before before recording? Two thousand ten. 
That's that's that is correct. That's disgusting. I, I was appalled at at players born in the two thousands, let alone two thousand ten. I mean, it's I hundred percent agree. It was a gimmick. Um, there has to be. There's going to be a shoe drop, you know, of why they signed a thirteen year old. Like it, not it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's just. I don't even think he's out of. He's not in high school yet. I mean, it, or a freshman in high school at, at most. No, not even. I mean, he could be a young freshman or an eighth grader. I mean, I, I can't imagine that. Uh, yeah. Any, any any thoughts before I, I, I throw out my question here? Um. I want to point out that around the time he was born, I played my last competitive basketball game at the uh, against St. Bartholomew, I think, in eighth grade. <laughs> was it competitive? <laughs> I mean, no, we, we got blown out in the uh, the final four, if that's what you mean. No, yeah. it wasn't that competitive. Right. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for ruining that. Sorry, man. <laughs> Just trying to keep it real. Uh, over under 1,000 minutes this kid plays between now and the end of next season? Under. Way under. He's going to put in the same minutes that... Over. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> no, no, you yeah. said just be different, I mean, didn't you? Brutal. Um, yes, but it, it, it could be done. I just don't think he's going to get like any this year, but at 14, I could see it. Alfonso Davies played in this league at 14. I mean, yeah, but I'll, I mean, uh, we'll see. Even if you give him, even if you count, he picks up some um, open cup early, early round open cup minutes. I just, yeah, that's under. It's got to be. That's 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 <laughs> this, eleven games. I think we're, we're going to be I, so I embarrassed when this guy for, blows up next for year. For context, our eighteen-year-old academy contract kid has played a whopping one minute he played season. more than it was more than a minute yeah but our academy no. hasn't produced any like any boys players yet this is like sacramento's fifth kid they've signed he's just the youngest one by a lot i just but like it is hard to compare other academies because other teams have produced players and we we haven't yet we've also produced players they're just uh college they're, they're women Oh, that too. Yeah, our, our, our girls' team kicks ass. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Did you see that thing where uh, 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 Tessa broke her own record at, at North Carolina on the beep test? It's kind of neat. I wasn't sure what that is, but I know she broke it. But I don't know what the, I don't know what a beep test is. It's uh, it's like a shuttle run back and you have so much time to to do a shuttle run back and forth, and so you, however, however long it takes you to to do the run is you get that much recovery time before the, the next one has to start and you just go until you cannot, uh, you can't answer the bell basically. You can't make it. It's like the, I don't know, it's, like pretty the, much, it's the standardized kind of uh, fitness recovery and endurance test uh, yeah. for soccer. Fitness gram pacer test for soccer. Yeah. Uh, the Hounds, they're in, uh, I don't know if you heard, but they're in first place in the East. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling good, Jack? Yes. Nice. Thank you. 
uh, sitting in 44 points. Uh, Charleston's sitting at 40. That's that's This is live table on a Wednesday night because they are in a nil-nil draw with Louisville at the moment. Uh, so they are uh, playing roughly 45 minutes less than, than Pittsburgh at the moment. They are four points behind. Tampa Bay sits at 38. Louisville has the last uh, home playoff spot at 36. Memphis, two points below that. Then a nice five-point gap down to Birmingham, although they've only played 21 games compared to Pittsburgh's 24. It goes Tulsa and then Miami. Then the cutoff line sits between 25 and 26 points. That's Indy and Miami. Detroit a point back there. And then Loudon and Hartford uh, woefully down in 16 points. Although coming off a win, as we'll discuss here in a bit. I mean, no grand predictions with 10 games to go. Um, but the Hounds are definitely hosting a game in the first round, yes? Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. We don't need to go any further than that right now. I, I, but just looking at, at the, the games they have left, one with Tampa, one with Tulsa in seventh, one with Miami in 8th. One with Detroit in 10th. Uh, one with Loudon in 11th. And two with Frodford, who's in 12th. It's a pretty generous schedule for the Final 10. Mm-hmm. It is quite likely the easiest schedule of any team in the entire league the rest of the way. Again, well, it's easy because they're not playing Pittsburgh. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, take with that was you wish, but uh, that's kind of that's kind of awesome. Uh, uh, we are gonna have to just get through the schedule here. We're gonna have to bump talking about the the league's new president, uh, Ariana uh, Riverhounds Yellow Card Watch. What do you got for us? Uh, nothing fancy. Um, we have Kenny. Should he not get a yellow card this game? Uh, he will lose one. Uh, Nate finally being back in the lineup uh, after six games out means that he is finally counting down um, to losing a yellow. He's sitting on five at the moment. He is the highest player with uh, cards. Uh, and surprisingly, a lot of our other players have, uh, have already dropped their cards. Um, we're not pulling many. Um, Danny got a yellow card last game on his fifth game to lose a yellow. <laughs> so, um, or his sixth game, the one pass losing a yellow. So, um, nothing crazy. We've actually been playing uh, pretty, I want to say safe, but pretty uh, uh, non-yellow card C- Cautionless football? Lately. Yeah, <laughs> cautionless. Um, yeah, so we, we only have uh, Nate sitting with five and Luke sitting with four. Uh, as our top uh, two contenders. If I had to tell you who who was sitting right below them with three, there's two players. Who would you assume? Uh, Three yellows. Mertz has kind of picked up one here and there. Um, Burke failing. All right. Come on. I think she wants you to pick. (laughs) um you would all be wrong kenny forbes is sitting Uh, on three and tola showed me sitting on three uh not the two names i thought i would say 
<laughs> at oh. the top of, or, you know, the middle of our list. But Th- This has reminded me. Um, I was going to bring this up during, uh, when we were discussing the Tampa game. Or, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Memphis game. Uh, JC's uh, kit uh, ripoff. Was that the most <laughs> gratuitous uh, uh, stripping of a kit you'll ever see in a professional game? I it, it it's exceptionally early, yeah. But you know what? my man was my man was feeling it, so whatever. I mean, I'm not complaining. I was just like, well, ah, okay, that's a choice. I mean, I think his his minutes are going to reflect that choice in the future. Um, uh, but it was definitely not a a good choice. <laughs> I mean. Well, maybe he knew he was being subbed off shortly after, but still, you never know what could happen. It's what the 60th minute or something like that, and you're up by one goal, so I, it's definitely yeah. risky. Much like things have only happened since the Miracle on the Mon game, is that the first yellow card a hound has taken for taking off the top since Kevin Kerr in that game? Oh. I can't think of anyone else who's done it. Surprisingly, so. Nico Brett didn't do it the, the the night of the Birmingham smashing. So it, it, I guess maybe no one's done it for it was years. It was too wet. You, it would be awkward to try to get that shirt off at that point because it was just sticking. <laughs> <laughs> Despite um, everyone in our right. section having their shirts off, they didn't have to worry about doing it gracefully. Uh, Grubba, because I know you listen, uh, give us the stats on uh, the last yellow card. Uh for for a shirt ripoff, <laughs> it might it might it be Kerr. Red. It might be Kerr in the 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 miracle game. Miracle I month. can't think of anyone else who's done it. It's strange that if that is, how many uh, feats have been echoed? You know that happened in the miracle game, and then again happened in that game. Uh, we've we've referenced back to it quite a few times already. So. Um, it's interesting to see that, but yeah, he. Uh, I thought it was a straight red. I thought taking your uh, kit off was a straight red, but no, um, no, just a yellow. I got really scared for a second because I'm like, really in the yeah sixty something minute, you're gonna really do that now? Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's currently where we're sitting uh, on our yellow cards. So, All right. uh, yeah. This Saturday, Fraudford comes to Pittsburgh. Somehow, Ooh. with ten games to go, we have uh, the Hounds have not faced. Uh, Hartford yet, which is a, again one of those those weird uh, quirks of the schedule. As previously discussed, uh, Hartford dead last in the East, uh, second to bottom in the entire league behind an equally hapless uh, Vegas lineup or Vegas squad. Uh, Twenty-two games played, four wins, four draws, fourteen losses, negative eighteen on the goal differential. Uh, Tab Ramos, who was famously hired at the end of last season, uh, did not even make it a calendar year. Um, he's already been shit-canned by uh, good old Hartford. They brought in, I believe, who was one of his assistants, or someone someone who was in the organization already, I believe, uh, to be the, the manager. Not even a caretaker. I think he got the job full-time. Uh, in terms of names, you, you might recognize... Uh, Antoine Hoppeno, uh, who was with Detroit last year, he's hopped around the league for a couple different places. 
outside of that, it's like, it's a... Not a ton of names you're going to recognize. Um, and they're, 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 they're bad. I mean, they find ways to lose almost all the time. Despite coming off of a, a one-game winning streak right now, they, these guys are experts in finding ways to fuck it up. Um, yak. What, what research have you done, and, and what do you want to share with everyone? Lots, lots and lots. I'm going to – everyone sit down and uh, get comfy here. So, uh, as you mentioned, Hartford won their last game. It is a season-high one-game winning streak. They've actually won two games out of the last three. That is also a season-high for Hartford. Yeah, but they really fucked up that um, other game in the middle. Yes, they did. Um, <laughs> I how has Hartford been so bad? The easiest way to explain it is absolutely hilariously. In the final 10 minutes of a match, Hartford has scored one goal. They have conceded 13. That is preposterously bad. Uh, they have the worst goal differential in the league at 18. They have the second worst expected goal differential in the league at negative 10 and change. Um their best player, uh, besides Antoine Hopno, um, who only has two goals this year, but he does a lot of things well, and he joined the league's 40 goals and 40 assists club, which is a very um, rare accomplishment. I think only like four other dudes have that. Um, their best player, I think, is Kyle Edwards, uh, who leads the team with seven goals. Uh, but he didn't play last game because he has a bad hammy. Um mm. Another good player is Elvis Ammo. We might have heard of him. He's been around at Hartford yeah, for a year or two. Uh, he also didn't play last game because he has a bad hammy. Uh, Andre Lewis is a good guy. He's been in the USL Championship since 2014, but mostly out west. Uh, he got a red card against New Mexico, so we can't see him either. I don't know who Hartford's going to feel. Like, there's just all the best players that have a decent amount of stats, besides Antoine Hopno, are out. Um, the only guy I recognize uh, is Niall Logue. He, he, he was really annoying the last two years at Memphis, but everybody else from Hartford is like brand spanking new or played somewhere else or is a, a young professional in the, in the league for the first time. Like, they're just and, – and the team sucks. The team freaking sucks. That Lewis red card, that was two, that was two cautions in, in four minutes, which was beautiful. Yeah. At the very end of the game, 86th and, and 90th minute. What gravy. I love it. Yeah, it's it's almost like they tried the Bob Lilly by finding all these diamonds in the rough, except they weren't diamonds, they were just rough. <laughs> no, no. No, no. I, well done. Clap. Thank clap you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Please, please clap. <laughs> I'm actually looking for a stat of my own because I was looking at uh, the Thought Mob ratings. Um and their top-rated player is on FOTMOB is 6.97. That's their rating. Uh, that nice. is on par with... Uh, that's just short for us of um, Junior. Junior has a 7.8. Langston has a, a 6.95. So he sits right in between that. Um, that's fucking disrespectful seven. to Langston Blackstock. <laughs> which is number seven and number eight on our list. Um, so he sits squarely in between seven and eight on, on the river hounds and that's their highest rated player. Mind you. I tend to think 
that Hartford's fans are really soft, um, but they sold out their last game, which is still pretty impressive considering they've only seen their team be shit for five years. And the one t- the one year they were good, they didn't allow any fans because, you know, a pandemic was happening. <laughs> I also was digging through their matches to see who they beat, what, who their, their four wins were. Uh, Sands, you know, New Mexico, their last game. Vegas, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, in May, they beat Loudon 2-0. And in April, uh, they beat the Oakland Roots 2-1. Um, but they did have a 3-0 win in the Open Cup, the first round. We don't, we don't, I uh, don't say Yonkers. it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you said the cursed team. I can't. I can't. But then they lost to uh, the New England Revolution, who we ultimately beat. So it's a, it's an, I just, it's an interesting layout of like who they beat. Um, Their best game of the year I mean, was no- April 15th then. That, that that roots win to one uh, in Oakland. Yeah. That's that's yeah. yeah. None, none of those other Oakland teams are in the playoffs. Yeah. And Oakland's third in the West. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's their best. That's the peak of their season right there. Until they come to Highmark on Saturday. The peak uh, of their team. season at Highmark. Wrong. Because they play a real team. Um. <laughs> They do have um, Matt Sheldon of minor YouTube fame, but uh, he seems to have more YouTube subscribers than uh, being any good at soccer. Wait, why why is he YouTube famous? Are you telling me he's a YouTuber? He has a half a million subscribers. I've never heard of this man. What's he he do? His YouTube channel is – he is like a USL vlogger basically. does like game day vlogs and stuff. He seemed to just play for bad teams though because he played for Charleston last year when they were terrible. So (laughs) – and he's uh, he's not that great. <laughs> so How he- does he have a game day vlog? <laughs> oh, like yeah, look him up. It, look, uh, Become Elite is his uh, channel. So aren't he- you aren't you supposed to be busy on game day? Don't you have like a, a job to do? Well, maybe that's you know. Well, what's he making more money at? Why he's not getting a lot of thoughts. He's probably making more on YouTube. To be fair, I had no idea this even existed. Like, Parmy wants to look it up. Parmy doesn't want to give him the click. I I did look it up. Um, Wow, 570,000 subscribers. The fuck? His videos are not bad. I have watched a few of them. They're long. Yes. They're they're like a half hour long, 20 minutes long. Yeah. Let's see what his bio is. That's what I can judge people off of. I'm a professional soccer player whose goal it is whose goal is to give you a rare behind-the-scenes look into the life of a soccer player traveling the world to pursue the dream of life. No, the dream life of kicking a ball around a grass field. He plays on turf. <laughs> I will say, they market the heck out of him, too, because whenever I, uh, on my last vacation, I took a drive out by the stadium, and they had him on, like, two billboards out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, I, I don't even know where to take this episode now because. I, I'm so glad you dropped that tidbit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, since we're it, not going to recover from this, uh, <laughs> and anyone afraid of, of this being like the classic Hounds shit home performance? Or is, 
No, that, we already had that. Yeah, is there a, we've already done that? We've already done it. Yeah, that was indie. We're good. No concerns? No, we're good. Fraud for no the frauds? Yeah. Fraud. Fraudford. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would ask everyone what we learned tonight, but I think we already know the answer to that. Well, actually, I have a little tidbit. Uh, I don't know if you saw if you saw this, but because I was fussing through FOTMOB for a little while uh, during the week, um, did you know they finally dropped the uh, the attendance number for the home opener? We speculated on on the show. Oh, they actually they gave us a number. number. Is they gave Wasn't us it a like forty two hundred? I thought we knew that. You would be wrong. The official number is 2,879. What? Yeah, there Did was, they change it? There was no one at that it home is, opener. And it was what? empty, but... On FOTMOB. Yeah, because so, it, it was on FOTMOB before as higher, but they may have gone back and adjusted it. I mean, I'd go check the USL site, see what number they, they've put up there now. But do that on your own time, because we're not doing that uh, while the record button's going here, boys. Devin, any last thoughts? Uh, not not really. Looking forward to uh, Hartford. Bringing oh, my daughter I out do. To I'm sorry. Ever. I'm jumping back to one other thing, and then we're getting the hell out of here. I was not sure. at the Tampa game. We've already established that. I have not seen the Amo bobblehead. Is it as good oh, yes. as, as it could have been? Like, uh, yeah. yak. Tell me That's all about awesome. it. Definitely, definitely worth standing in line about 40 minutes before... Uh, uh, doors open because how many people wanted it? Um, it's got a big old head, but it, it's it's weighted fine and it it bobs it, it it bobs its head. We love it. Ariana, any complaints about it? Uh, no, I I'm gonna throw it out there that it's better than the uh, stadium replica. <gasps> well, I have both, yes. but uh, that one is uh, the ammo bobblehead is better. God damn it! The stadium replica is is missing. C- c- very important parts. It has no boats. It has no trains. How can <laughs> no they have done this? Zone. And no tailgate zone. Hashtag ad. Yeah. You're exactly um, right. It is missing all of the things that make Highmark great. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a pretty nice bobblehead. Uh, I I will bring it back. Uh, you can take a look at it, Yos. Uh, I I my full intention is to eventually get it signed by Ammo. Because that's just the next step, Obviously. logically. Yeah, but it's it's elite for sure. I I've started scouring eBay, hoping one comes up, but no luck so far. <laughs> yeah. Now, when are the yeah. hounds are going to start uh, making these in higher higher quantities? These these five hundred ones are really mm. pushing the limits of the amount of people that are standing in line early. Yeah. Uh, anyone, anyone at the club? If there's one back in storage, I will make a, I will make a donation to the charity of your choice. Just let me know. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, Yak, final thoughts. I got nothing. Uh, I'm gonna go scoreboard watch the rest of the night. Yeah, um, couple, couple big games on this, this fine Saturday evening. Or wow, Wednesday. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, boys. Okay. Time to get out of here. Ariana, final thoughts. <laughs> uh, 
I threw out my, my tidbit that I found out during uh during the game, so uh that was mine. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. thought it went nothing, 3,000. Nothing but... groundbreaking. But Yeah, alright. Let's uh uh, let's put a bow on this thing then. We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed, performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Madrak. Email the show at pghstewarmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Ariana, Devin, uh, Yak, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.